That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Well, that's what she said. Welcome to That's What She Said, conversations with interesting people from the world of sports, music, comedy, and more, talking about their lives, careers, successes, and failures. Hey, everybody. It's Sarah Spain. Happy New Year. Happy New Pod next week. That's right. The new look, That's What She Said with Sarah Spain, uh, will be out next week with a couple changes that I hope you guys like, and I'd love to hear from you. You can always hit me up on social media or in the podcasts and iTunes reviews and let me know what you like, what you want to see, what you don't want to see. Um, but that's going to be next week. This week, we have a special bonus pod talking to Ramona Shelburne, our great ESPN NBA journalist, about a new 30 for 30 podcast um, that's out March 11, 2020. And it's a look at the day that the NBA shut down after Rudy Gobert tested positive and how it sort of encapsulated what felt like a very stark beginning of the pandemic for many people, um, understanding the severity of the issue that it would shut down the NBA uh, really sent home to a lot of people what the future, whether that's days, weeks, months, now we know uh, going to be a year eventually. But uh, looking back on that day, some really great voices involved. And uh, Ramona Shelburne is, is hopping on with me here now to give you a little tease, let you know what to expect in the pod. Happy to welcome on Ramona Shelburne, who's been on the podcast before and is one of the guests that I said like five times during the interview, we've got to have you back because there's more to get to. And we will eventually have Ramona back on to continue her story of, of uh, life and career and, and now child and everything else. But this is a special bonus pod about the 30 for 30 podcast that Ramona just finished working on. And if you heard the one she did on uh, Donald Sterling, you know that this is uh, going to be quality. It's called March 11, 2020, a standalone audio documentary about the day the NBA shut down and sort of the pandemic became a much more real thing for so many Americans and especially those of us in sports. So Momo, you know, give us a little pitch. A, a lot of people maybe have coronavirus fatigue. Why would they want to revisit this day and this moment? And what's so special about this particular podcast? Well, you know what I think is interesting, Sarah, is, you know, when you live through something, right, we all lived through March 11th. That was the day Rudy Gobert tested positive, the NBA shut down, Tom Hanks tested positive, Harvey Weinstein went to jail, right, he was sentenced. <laughs> um, there was so much that happened that day. And, and we always talk about things like this as, this is a day we'll never forget. We always say things, but we forget pretty quickly. Like, we forget pretty quickly all of the details that went into that day, all the decisions that had to be made, all the little, the little nuances of how things came to be. And Julia Henderson, who is my incredible producer for, from 30 for 30 podcast, over the summer, and I said, you know what I think would be a great podcast is just, just that day. Everything that went into it, all the little details where, you know, as, as we live through it and as we live through so much more and as we grow and we change and we learn, like the things that we knew on, that we learned really quickly on March 11th, that feeling that we all had, um, it kind of goes into our, uh, the back recess of our mind, right? Because, you know, back then we didn't, we thought washing our hands was good enough. Remember, you're supposed to like go wash your hands with, <laughs> and sing happy birthday and like that was okay. Like, all right, sing happy birthday. So you wash your hands long enough that if you had any virus and don't touch your face, right? Like that, that was the level of our understanding of what we needed to do to protect ourselves at that point. But it's good to revisit that. It's good to revisit that moment when all of our lives and our, and really that sense of 
fake innocence that we had about this, right? This, right. This, like, I mean, we were so naive about what we really needed to, um, to do to stay safe here. We we're so innocent. I mean, I don't want to say dumb. I mean, how could we have known? Uninformed. But, uninformed um, is the perfect yeah, word uninformed. for it. Because That's we really, right word. Yeah. it is, no, it is. And I hadn't really thought about it much. I mean, of course, we all are aware of, of how quickly it sort of went from this is way over there in China to, okay, this is really yeah. bad in Italy to, okay, well, we have so much lead time on this that we're going to handle it well and differently. And instead, we totally botched it here in the States. In this moment, especially in the sports world, sort of, you know, you'd seen the Ivy League conference championships get canceled. And there was so much pushback uh, for that. And there was so much frustration yeah. and disappointment that when this happened, it was, okay, the NBA is not shutting down for nothing. And to revisit that moment and what we thought about the virus and what we expected. Ramona, I look back and I remember I was trying not to read too much about long-term expectations. I'm, I'm one of those people right. that I do a really good job of being present in the moment and I pick and choose the things I'm going to read that might, you know, freak me out or cause anxiety if they're not going to happen. I, I'm not big on let's talk about something that may never happen. Um, and I remember I accidentally caught part of a story that was talking about being sequestered and quarantined in the fall of 2020. And I lost my shit. Wow. And I was like, what? Yeah. We're still going to be doing this seven months from now. And now I look back and I think, oh, naivete, how sweet, sweet that ignorance was. Because here we yeah. are, you know, almost, you know, coming up on a year soon. Um, some of the people you talk to for this really, you know, remarkable, whether that's Rudy Gobert himself. And and there's so much to even just that little story of, of how he sort of flaunted not taking it seriously and touched all the mics and, and everything else. Yep. But, you know, Dr. Fauci, who's been you know, the biggest, most well-known superstar to come out of all of this that we knew nothing about. And suddenly we feel like we know so well uh, to some of the content providers at ESPN and some of the people who were working. Uh, what was one of the more interesting interviews for you from that? I got to be honest, when I heard Doris Burke talk um, about her own experience, knowing now what we didn't know then, right? Like her own story, when she, she, was, she had coronavirus on that day and she didn't know it. I mean, she, she, she tells this story of, you know, I have a pregame routine that, you know, I get up in the morning, we're going to have a production meeting. Usually I go work out before that production meeting because if I don't do it then, I'm not going to get it in, right? And she felt so horrible that I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take the extra sleep, I'm not going to do the production meeting. And then she, you know, now you have this realization, like she's living through this, like, oh, she just thinks it's a cold, like, she, you know, this dawning of, could I actually have COVID? I mean, I, don't, I it hadn't really sunk in with her at that moment, um, but very quickly thereafter it did. And her, just this, this incredible feeling of relief that she felt later where she says, God, I was interacting with fans. I was on the air with my colleagues. I was in production meetings. I could have given it to any of them. She goes, I know that I was infectious that day. I mean, mm -hmm. of course I was. And just, you know, how hard, like, she, she was like, I don't know what I would have done if I would have gotten somebody sick. I mean, I, if, if, I mean, who knows, maybe she did, maybe she, maybe some fan she, she interacted with got it and was asymptomatic or whatever, but none of the crew that she was with that day that she would have been close contact with um, had it. And I, I think for me, Sarah, like I had been talking to a lot of the teams out here in Los Angeles. Um, whether it was the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Clippers, you know, the Angels. And, and they were all talking to the L.A. public health officials. 
at the time. So I had some sense leading into this of how serious it was. And I remember a couple of days earlier, I had called um, all of my relatives, like, every, you know, my aunties, my uncles. And I just said, listen, I know you're following this, but whatever you're, whatever you think this is, it is way worse. Like everything I'm hearing from people who are talking directly to the public health officials is, it is so, so serious. And please, whatever you do right now, don't go anywhere. Just stay home until we know what this is. Stay home. It's like, don't go to the store. Don't go. I mean, my aunt Mary was telling me, she, she knows, oh, I just go, all I do, honey, is go to the Y and work out. And, you know, I mm. wipe everything down. And I was like, no, no, yeah. don't go anywhere. You're over 65. This thing is really bad. It, we're going to be shutting down really soon. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I did around the horn that morning on the 11th. I, I, were you on the show with me that day? I can't remember. I, I think you I were. might have been. I feel like yeah. we're on together. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what the question was? The, this, and this is in the podcast. The question was, what is, you know, is the NBA going to play without fans, right? Because yeah. that was what, and, oh, you know, and the we Warriors talked about LeBron's at. response, I think, right? Yeah. 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 And LeBron, you know, really brought it, brought and it he down. He quickly walked he said, it back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once he realized, he goes, oh, we're I not play the game. Yeah. Why yeah. would I play without fans? Oh, this is who we right. play for. And I was like, yeah, give it yeah. a minute, buddy. You're going to, you're going to figure this one out. And, and oh, well, it was like, it was a good, it was a good example of somebody who, you know, LeBron James is very well informed. He knows what's going on in the world, but he had been so focused on the NBA season. Like, I don't think the gravity of the situation had reached his shores yet. And that was right. on March 6th and they had just beaten the Bucks. And then by March 8th, when he was re-asked the question, after they beat the Clippers, he had a very different answer. Yeah, it is. It is kind of wild. I, I was I was on the show with you that day and then I was hosting Spain and Company, which uh-huh. what a strange stretch it was Oof. to go early March when you're when I'm hosting the show and we're hearing about it and what might happen to reacting to the Ivy League cancellations to then you know, six months or whatever of hosting three hours every night, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in the sports world and what can we talk about and everything else. But I remember that night, that game, that NBA game was set to to tip off in the middle of our show. So we're kind of following along on Twitter all the time during radio, just in case news breaks or at a commercial break, you see what's going on. And I started to see these tweets coming out and and we're on the air saying something's happening. We don't know what it is yet, but something is happening in this jazz game. And there was something so strange and almost cinematic about it being Rudy Gobert because of what we had heard and because of his, you know, stupid and and unfortunately seems like a bright guy and a nice guy and and well-meaning guy who just did something stupid. But for him to end up being the first name and sort of the the name around which all of this um, sort of pivoted uh, was wild considering. And it felt like something right out of a movie. It really did. I mean, you like if you wrote that as your script, like people would say, no, that's too on the nose. Right, right. And then <laughs> right? for him that to score the first basket in the bubble, you're like, okay. Yeah. It's too much. I mean, the it's, writers it's are doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, just let it be, you know, like, <laughs> like and so I, I thought I thought with Rudy, his story and his interview, the thing that got me about it was he was sitting in his hotel room and we talked to the governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, and he I think he and the Oklahoma public health officials might have known that Rudy Gobert tested positive before Rudy Gobert tested positive, like Mm -hmm. the governor and his officials and then the thunder officials. And this is kind of one of the more underreported aspects of this story, which is the thunder really had to make this call. Like this happened so close to game time that 
the Thunder and the Jazz were huddled, and 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 I thought Kevin Stitt tells the story really well, and Rob Hannigan, who's the general manager there in Oklahoma, tells the story really well. Like it was ten minutes before the game, and this guy from the Oklahoma Public Health Department, you know, taps the governor on the shoulder and says, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something." One of the Jazz players tested positive, and people had a heads up, like they they knew that this, you know, he was being tested for that earlier in the day. The, the Thunder knew and the Jazz knew, obviously, so this wasn't completely out of left field. But the, it was literally like 10 or 15 minutes before the game. And there, it's Clay Bennett, it's Rob Hennigan, it's Sam Presti, it's the, it's the governor of Oklahoma, and they all just have to decide, what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. What do we do? Like, do we, we don't, we don't, you know, and, and all these action plans, all these action plans of, um, you know, that the NBA had set up of what do you do if a player has symptoms? What do you do if a player has, has, you know, any, anything, this is, you know, first rule out flu A and flu B and all the different upper respiratory infections. What do you, like all of that, they went through all the checklists and they got to the worst case scenario, which is give them a COVID test. They give them a COVID test. And it wasn't exactly clear what you do after that. Like, Give them the COVID test if it's positive. What happens next? And right, because we learned much so much after the fact. How yes. many tests do you need to have that are positive, and what's the incubation period? And if you test negative, that doesn't even mean you don't have it. It might yeah. mean that the viral load isn't showing up yet. It is kind of remarkable, Ramona, to think about how much we know now versus then, and yet still, how much is unknown about the virus and its contagiousness, and and there's new strains of it, and now what's what's the issue for the long haulers and all of that. But I think the interest in this podcast isn't in rehashing what we do or don't know it's in that moment. And like you said, so many things that we say, I'll never forget this day. And then so much of it goes away. So a uh, really interesting, a lot of the people, Scott Van Pelt, Tom Rinaldi, Jordan Clarkson of the jazz, uh, a jazz beat reporter, Sarah Todd, um, a nightline co-anchor, the former head coach of the thunder, Billy Donovan, uh, JJ Redick of the Pelicans. It's a really great list of people that all kind of chime in to give their memories of it. And, uh, Thanks so much for coming on to tell us a little bit more about it, Ramona. You got to stop finding yourself in these situations where you're at the center of massive uh, of stories that. Yeah, that, that is off. kind of my job, though, right? Like it is. A, you're, I'm, listen, I'm kind you're of nailing a it. Parachuter. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're nailing I'm like it. You the, drop in. I'm like, hey, there's a there's a war zone. Give me a parachute. I <laughs> jump in. Right. That's right. Well, we always <laughs> appreciate you diving in, and thanks for uh, thanks for joining us for a little bit. Look forward to everyone getting to hear the pod. You got it. Thanks, there. Ramona Shelburne. Great connection, by the way. She was in a car, as always. The only way to get Ramona Shelburne not actually working is when she's driving to or from work. And since she's in L.A., thankfully, uh, the traffic keeps her in there long enough to grab her for a few minutes. Great stuff. The podcast is fantastic. Um, Like I said, you know, I, I do think... There's certainly times when people find the the pandemic content to be exhausting and it's hard to escape, but this isn't really that kind of vibe. I think it is a really interesting look at that moment and important to revisit what we thought then, how much has changed since, and potentially affect how we approach the upcoming months and this year as well. So it's worth a listen. Uh, Check it out. You can go to the 30 for 30 podcasts feed on uh, Apple iTunes, the ESPN app, wherever you get your podcasts, just search 30 for 30 podcasts. March 11, 2020 is where you can find it. Give it a listen. And I'll, I'll talk to you all next week. That's what she said.